showcasing beloved favorites and forgotten gems, this is The Archive with Jason Jury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network.
from Ramsgate in Kent, England, it's a very warm welcome once again to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network's Archive Show. I'm your host, Jason Drury, thanking you very much once again for joining us. Before we continue, as always, it's a big hello to our listeners at cinematicsound.net. And wherever you get a great podcast that feature this show, it's great to have you join us. And if you like what you hear, God knows why, it would be wonderful if you could give us a five-star rating and a review on your favourite podcatcher. Even more so on iTunes, as it really helps get the show noticed and introduces new listeners to find the programme. And, of course, the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Network itself. We also, as you know, have a merch store where you can buy an archive logo t-shirt or any other of your favourite Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Network programmes, as well as hundreds of other items, including some limited edition apparel. To see the swag on offer, as always, go to TeePublic. The link is strategically placed on the webpage. And also, as you may know, we have a Patreon account. Go to patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio where you can support the station for as low an amount as $1 or £1. But if you invest more, you can obtain some very interesting and exciting rewards, including involvement, if you desire, on the flagship request show, which premiered recently and very enjoyable it was to listen to. Now, this is a special one-off edition of the Archive. With the recent release, finally, of the latest James Bond film, and I'm sure, like me, you are thinking, Come on, Bond, where the hell are you? I have created a show, music from film and TV shows, which were inspired by the exploits of 007, and also have an actual link to the secret agent himself. We started the show by playing the cue the Ace Tomato or Tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. The Ace Tomato Company from the 1985 spy comedy Spies Like Us, directed by John Landis and starring Chervy Chase and Dan Ockroyd, with music composed and conducted by Elmer Bernstein and performed by the Grelke Symphony Orchestra of Munich. Now, the Ace Tomato or Ace Tomato Company of this film is the equivalent of James Bond's cover for MI6. Universal Exports. Next up is music from a film based on a novel which was written as an intentional spoof of the James Bond novels. The Iger Sanction, the 1975 action thriller directed and starring Clint Eastwood, based on the 1972 novel of the same name by Chevalier, aka Rodney William Whittaker. The film was about an art history professor, mountain climber and former assassin, once employed by a secret United States government agency, who is blackmailed into returning to his deadly profession to do one more sanction, a euphemism for killing. He agrees to join an international climbing team in Switzerland, planning an ascent on the Eiger North Face, to complete a second sanction to avenge the murder of an old friend. The film co-starred George Kennedy, Fonetta McGee and Jack Cassidy. Now, the Iger Sanctions original score was provided by John Williams. This would be the fifth of 11 movies Williams would score for Universal in the 70s, which included Dracula, Hitchcock's final film, Family Plot, 
and a little film from a director called Steven Spielberg that nobody's heard of anymore called Jaws. The score is a fine example of a typical Williams score of the period. Orchestral, jazz elements, tonal and the tonal soundscapes and a memorable theme. In this case, Williams used his classical side with hints of baroque, adding a modern spin with keyboards, synth and electric harpsichord. One of the standout cues of the score does not even appear in the film. The car chase, aka 50 miles of desert, is a highly dramatic piece for piano, percussion and brass, which builds up to a very exciting climax. The dangerous and ultimately deadly climb up the Eiger makes up the final half hour of the film, with Williams expertly edging up the tension and suspense at every opportunity in a way that only a master of the disaster movie genre would. After 45 years since the film's release, Williams' complete score has finally been let loose on the film music community with a two-disc set from Entrada Records. The score's reputation has been eclipsed by the success of Williams' next project, Jaws. But the score itself is an equal to it in terms of its ingenuity, its excitement and, of course, its listenability. So here now is music from the 1975 action thriller The Iger Sanction. The original score composed and conducted by John Williams.
That was music from the 1975 action thriller The Iger Sanction, with original score composed and conducted by John Williams. The original soundtrack recording was recently released as a new two-disc set by Intrada Records. This is The Archive with Jason Jury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Next up is music from a classic 1960s spy series which really does have a connection to James Bond and in particular its author Ian Fleming. The Man from Uncle, produced by MGM and first broadcast on NBC in the US and the BBC in the UK. The series premiered on September 22nd 1964, completing its run on January 15th 1968. The programme led the spy fiction craze on television, and by 1966 there were nearly a dozen imitators. Several episodes were successfully released in theatres as B-movies or double features. There was also a spin-off series, The Girl of Uncle, novels and comic book series and merchandise. A bit like this show, really. A film based on the series directed by Guy Ritchie was also made in 2015, which starred Henry Cavell and Arnie Hammer. The series centred on a two-man troubleshooting team working for the multinational secret intelligence agency UNCLE, the United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. The series starred Robert Vaughan as Napoleon Solo, with his Russian partner Ilya Kiryakin, played by David McCallum. Leo G. Carroll played Alexander Waverley, the British chief of the organisation. UNCLE's primary adversary was an organisation known as Rush. Sounds a bit itchy, that really. The technical hierarchy for the removal of undesirables and subjugation of humanity. It's easy for you to say. Rush's aim was to conquer the world, as you do. And to create an ointment. Rush was considered so dangerous an organisation that even the governments who were ideologically opposed to each other, such as the United States and the Soviet Union, had cooperated in forming and operating the UNCLE organisation and each episode has an acknowledgement to Uncle in the end titles. Now, apart from being a spoof, obviously, on James Bond, the show has a genuine link to 007. Ian Fleming contributed to the show's concepts after being approached by the show's co-creator, Norman Felton. According to the book for James Bond films, Fleming proposed two characters, Napoleon Solo and April Dancer who later appeared in the spin-off series The Girl from Uncle, played by Stephanie Powers. Now, the theme music for the series was memorably composed by Jerry Goldsmith, but was changed slightly each season. Goldsmith provided only three original scores, and then was succeeded by Morton Stevens, who composed four scores, Walter Sheriff did six, and then Lalo Schifrin did two. Gerald Freed was a composer from season two, through the beginning of season four. Other composers used in the series were Robert Dranson, Nelson Riddle, and Richard Shaws. The music reflected the show's changing seasons. Goldsmith, Stevens, and Sheriff composed highly dramatic scores for the first season, which included brass, unusual time signatures, and martial rhythms, aka serious dramatic music. 
This all changed with season two when Gerald Freed and Robert Ranson opted for a more lighter approach to the scoring soundscape, featuring harpsichords and loads of bongos. Lalo Schiffin returned to the series and was given the task to rearrange the theme for a smaller ensemble from season one and to make it sound more hip. Gosling's original five-fourths signature tune became four-fourths. For two flutes, guitar, fender bass, drums, bongo, timpani, baracus and clays, of which Goldsmith was far from happy of the radical overhaul of his music. Now, season one was filmed in black and white, which I've never seen in the UK, because apparently on the BBC, if a show is shown in black and white, viewers start getting a rash. Season two was filmed in colour as per the rest of the series, which was all shown on the BBC and subsequent showings in other UK stations. By the third season, the music, like the show itself, had become overly camp, exemplified by the use of rhythm and blues organ and a saxophone version of the theme. The fourth season made an attempt to tone down the cabinets and revert to a more serious side, which was duly echoed by Richard Shaw's more sombre scores. Now, the episode score we will be featuring is the two-part season opener for season two, Alexander the Greater Affair. Later released as the feature film One Spy Too Many. Megalomaniac businessman Alexander, played by Rip Torn, what a name, plans to imitate his namesake Alexander the Great by taking over the world. Solon Kiriakin must stop him before he manages to succeed with his meticulously planned scheme. Rip Torn. As good a name as Wolf Blitzer. Now this would be Gerald Freed's first scoring assignment on the show, and his score more or less set the blueprint for what was to come in that season, with the tongue-in-cheek groovy sound, which would last for most of the series' run to this point onwards. His light-hearted jazz-inflected approach won over the producers and the show's fans, with many cues from the score trapped in the later episodes. Freed's orchestrational skills were also clearly evident with his wonderfully full sound coming from just 13 players by utilising Goldsmith's theme to good effect during the action sequences. So, let's bring out the old bongos and give them a good bashing by hearing the score from Alexander the Greater Affair, the season 2 opener from the classic TV spy series The Man from Uncle. The original score composed by Gerald Freed, utilising the main theme by... Jimmy Goldsmith.
feel bungled out after that. That was music from Alexander the Greater Affair, the season 2 opener from the classic TV spy series The Man from Uncle. The original score composed by Gerald Freed, utilising the main theme by Jerry Goldsmith. This suite and countless others from the series were released in three volumes of two disc sets starting in 2006 by FSM Records. The home for beloved favourites and forgotten gems, this is The Archive with Jason Jury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Now, Jerry Goldsmith seems to be the go-to guy for spy scores in the 1960s in the States. After working on Man From Uncle, in 1966, he scored the first of two films of a series that tried to be the American equivalent of 007. Our Man Flint, made in 1966, was directed by Daniel Mann, written by Hal Finberg and Ben Starr, with a story by Hal Finberg, and starred James Colburn as Master Spy. I also said Master Fly. As Master Spy, Derek Flint. The main premise of the film is that a trio of mad scientists attempt to blackmail the world with a weather control machine, as you do. The sequel, entitled In Light Flint, was released the following year, with Colburn reprising his role. The film contains direct nods to James Bond in a comedic and outlandish style. Flint is initially offered a Wolver PPK and an attaché case with a concealed throwing knife, with Flint dismissing them both as rude. During the French strip club sequence, yes, there is a French strip club sequence in this film, they dare do that these days, Flint staged a mock brawl with a patron who is identified as Agent 0008, a British secret agent. Flint asks his Spectre, the criminal organisation in the Bond movies, which has made a recent reappearance in the Daniel Craig films, if they were involved. To which Agent 0008 replies, it's bigger than Spectre. The actor playing the role is similar in appearance to Sean Connery. Now being, as I said, no stranger to the spy genre, Joey Goldsmith was a perfect choice to score our man Flint. There is absolutely nothing subtle about this movie, and Goldsmith's score is no exception, providing an orchestral score with clear and abundant jazz influences. Goldsmith's theme is a clear and endearing piece of 60s pop culture with a sort of a tiny nod to Monty Norman. Being described by Guitar Player magazine as a surf and samba affair, featuring a simple but effective two-part harmony and a snazzy tritone triple eight, which goes with works into the score in endless variations. Hope you understood that, I did not. Well, electric guitars take centre stage throughout. Clearly, the James Bond sound produced by John Barry, four years into its section, is beginning to sound a little cliché. Q 
keyboards and percussion also have a fair outing throughout the score. Also, in my opinion, this score composed in the mid-60s is the embryo of that pounded ribbon that Jerry Goldsmith produced for the action material for the Rambo series. Old Man Flint and its sequel In Light Flint in 1967 are clearly films of their time. A similar thing can be said about the early Bond films with its alleged misogyny present, like the bum slapping in Goldfinger. The films are of their time. However, what hasn't changed over the years is the sheer fun and excitement Jerry Goldsmith conjured in these brace of scores, with that little hint of what was to come 20 years down the line. So here now is music from the 1966 by comedy film Armand Flint, original score composed and conducted by Jerry Goldsmith.
That was music from the 1966 spy comedy film Our Man Flint, with original score composed and conducted by Jerry Goldsmith. The original soundtrack recording was last released as part of the Jerry Goldsmith at 20th Century Fox box set in 2004 and paired with its sister film In Life Flint in 1998 by Perez Saraband Records. This is The Archive with Jason Jury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Now, in 2018, we lost one of America's finest composers, Patrick Williams, whose music for a long time never really appeared much on CD for his fans to listen to. Luckily, in recent years, this has been remedied, particularly by La La Land Records, particularly with the release of a two-disc set of Williams's dramatic and highly jazzy music for the classic 70s TV detective series The Streets of San Francisco. As an addition on that two-disc set, La La Land released music from the last series that Pat Williams scored for producer Quinn Martin. Amanco Sloan, which was a secret agent adventure television series shown on NBC in the States and ITV in the UK that ran for just 12 episodes between 1979 and 1980. Amanco Sloan was an amalgam of elements from spy series of the previous 15 years, including The Man from Uncle, which music we heard earlier, Mission Impossible, and the Wild Wild West, whose music was the first thing ever heard on the Archive Show way back in 2017. Now, the series starred Wild Wild West veteran Robert Conrad as Thomas R. Sloan III, a freelance spy who takes on occasional assignments for UNIT, nothing related to Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart or Doctor Who. In this case, it's a secret American intelligent operation won by the director, played by Daniel Hillary. Like all series like this, they need an organisation to fight with. In this case, it was called Cartel. Aiding Sloan's missions was Talk, Sloan's deadly right-hand man. Literally. Talk had a metallic hand with interchangeable parts, like a drill or saw blade, but often helped during the assignments. Now, Patrick Williams's music tried to give the show the bounce it needed by writing a theme, scoring the first episode, and providing a considerable amount of library music for use on future episodes. The episode in question was entitled The Seduction Squad, of which Williams scored 50 minutes in music, as well as the 29 for the actual score of the episode. This episode guest stars Robert Culp as a cosmetics tycoon who uses beautiful models to lure American military officials into a brainwashing scheme that could lead to an international holocaust. Williams's Sloan theme sports an electric guitar-given melody with a strong contemporary beat spiced up with flutes and futuristic synthesizer sounds. It is the basis of Buttress's score, augmented with suspense and action material, all clearly not to be taken any seriously, and as over the years, become increasingly dated in its cheesiness. So let's now have a slice of musical Blue Stilton. We hear music from The Seduction Squad, an episode of the 1979-80 TV series 
a man called Sloan. The original score and theme composed and conducted by Patrick Williams.
That was music from the Seduction Squad, an episode of the 1979-80 TV series A Man Called Sloan, with original score and theme composed and conducted by Patrick Williams. The original soundtrack recording of this appears at the end of the two-disc set of music from the Street of San Francisco, which is volume three of the Quinn Martin Collection series released by La La Land Records. And with that, Sally, we've come to the end of this bongos, I mean spy special of the archive on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I would like to say a big thank you to all our patrons we have at the moment and also our future patrons. Their support, as well as yours, dear listener, is greatly appreciated. Also, I must thank, as always, in great awe and admiration, David Cosina for composing the archived theme music. And, of course, my good friend Eric Woods for letting me loose on this station for now nearly five years. We end today with music from another film franchise based, just like James Bond, on a series of best-selling novels. I present music from The Hunt for Red October, the 1990 submarine spy thriller directed by John Matinan, produced by Matt Neufeld and starring Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin, Scott Glenn, James L. Jones and Sam Neill. The film was an adaptation of the Tom Clancy's 1984 best-selling novel of the same name and was the first instalment of a film series with the protagonist Jack Ryan. The story is set during the late Cold War era and involves a rogue Soviet naval captain who wishes to defect to the United States with his officers and the Soviet Navy's newest and most advanced nuclear missile submarine, a fictional improvement on the Soviet ICBM-capable Typhoon-class submarine. A CIA analyst correctly deduces his motive and must prove his theory to the US Navy before a violent confrontation between the Soviet and American navies spirals out of control. The musical score for the Hunt Red October was composed and conducted by Basil Polidorus. Polidorus was a natural choice to score Red October as the film combined elements of a number of the composer's past projects. US-Soviet relations, men and machines, and the ocean. I was also excited at working with director McTiernan for the first time. The score Polidorus came up with consisted of short, subtle cues of a mix of orchestra and electronics. What McTiernan had in mind for the score's emotional heart was from Russian sailors singing proudly their national anthem and asked Polidorus to use an authentic Russian folk song for the main title. The composer agreed with the concept but chose instead to create his own song of which the thematic material of the score could be drawn from. Polidorus spent a great deal of time on the lyrics of his rousing main title, incorporating Connery's opening line for the film, Cold and Hard, and expressing what was described as his John Milius side of machismo and pride. The score's later cues becomes more percussive and electronic based until the orchestra disappears completely. This is due more to financial constraints more than design, as after recording the large-scale orchestral and choral cues, Polidorus and his scoring team found that, due to overspends on other parts of the production, their music budget had been reduced, so they would have to use electronics only for the rest of the score. 
A major casualty of this was the film's entitle, which was spotted and entitled New World, but was changed to an editorial medley of cues from the score, which gave us sadly an underwhelming ending to overall one of Polidoris's finest scores. What we will end the show with today is a brace of cues. The first is, in my opinion, the orchestral highlight of the score, Nicholas Scam, which utilises Polidoris's main theme. And we end the show with a big finish with a cue appropriately entitled Kaboom. Appropriately to- improperly entitled Kaboom. So here now is music from the 1990 submarine spy thriller The Hunt for Red October, with visual score composed and conducted by Basil Polidoris. The original soundtrack recording was last released as a two CD set in 2013 by Intrada Records. Thank you very much again for listening. I do hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Archive Show. And to the next time, from me, Jason Drury, is take care, stay safe, and happy listening.
Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the show, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's intro music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter, at Cinematic Sound on Facebook, and from wherever you're listening to us today, please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. Reviews help introduce potential new listeners to the show. While you're at it, head over to TeePublic to find yourself a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt and support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net.